Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. 
It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> this is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It sure is. And it's the end of the season. It's been a massive season for Colton. We've got a really big podcast. Ashley, you yeah. ready for our guest? Okay, so we have Becca and Garrett here back again. They started out the season with mm-hmm. us in Park City, and now they're ending the season with us. Well, technically, the ending of the season is next is tomorrow, but you know what I mean. They're here last week, and it's so mind-boggling that it's been an entire season. We've 11 come full weeks, guys. It's been 11 weeks since we saw you. It's crazy. Time flies when you're having fun, apparently. I, I, I mean, I had fun. Thing. You haven't aged a bit. <laughs> Actually, I have. I'm 30 now. Are you? Really? I'm 30 in two weeks, Garrett. And I'm wow. 31 now. Wow. We, so to start this season out with Almost Famous Podcast, we had Easton travel all the way from Los Angeles to Park City to set up a mobile studio, which we've done a couple times this season. We brought in Becca and Garrett, and Ashley and I were already there for our the watch party, and we pulled off... A great episode so in Park good. City. I yeah. thought it was so much fun. Yeah, it was definitely one of my favorites. But now we're at the end. And I, and I have to tease this, Ashley. This is big for us. We have Tasha in the building tonight as well. From Yay! Colton's season of The Bachelor. She'll be coming Woo! up in about 20 minutes. Make sure I you can't tune believe in. that our show is like popular enough to have like one of the biggest stars from the season on it. The second, basically, she gets off stage at after the final rose. Tonight was considered after the final rose, sort of, kind of, right? Part, part one. one. There wasn't really mm. part oh. one. Is there really going to be a final rose? That's my question. Uh, I don't know. I'm on it. I know I'm back. I'm back tomorrow night for another show. Really? Oh, yeah. So I guess there oh, is. You're, you're on. You're on tomorrow live. I'm on tomorrow live. So I guess there's another final rose. Like, well, yeah, there's another final rose live <laughs> taping. But is there going to be like a rose presentation at the end of all of this? Well, let's ask our guests, <laughs> Becca and Garrett. You were there tonight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Garrett, if it, famously, I think this will be famous, <laughs> sat up on the panel, and I don't know if you saw this actually. <laughs> and this guy, I'm telling you, he is salt of the earth, and so I feel like I want to pick on him because he's so lovable. But he's sitting up there, and his belly button is popping through his shirt no. all night. Oh yeah, I'm sitting right across from him. <laughs> it's still popping out. Yeah, so make sure you go back if you're listening. Make sure you go back and watch it. Garrett has a very beautiful be- belly button. It looks very like clean shaven. It's very clean. Yeah. yeah. Because I got a, I had hernia surgery. Oh, well, now I feel weird. And no, no, no. So okay. I got an awesome scar under the belly button, and I'm like, hey, why can't I just show it off on live TV? It was finally his moment. He's it so proud of us. That's hilarious. What uh, Jason said tonight really resonated with me when he was like, sometimes you just have to chase someone. You just have to just kind of do everything you possibly can to get the person. And if at the end of all that, that doesn't work out, that's one thing. But if you leave it with any what ifs, like what if I tried that? What if I did that? Then you're just going to be wondering about it for the rest of your life. So it's best, I think, in this situation that Colton does go back to Cassie and kind of just begs for more time with her. So what happened? I mean, Beck and Garrett, as we brought up and as Ashley just brought up, we don't know what happens next. So let's assume that he goes back to Cassie, right? We kind of ended episodes assuming that he goes back to Cassie. 
What does this look like? Is there a final rose tomorrow night? Is there an engagement? Is are they engaged now? Like, what do you both think happens? I well, let me first start by saying I agree with Jason. There's not even in a relationship, but in other things in life, you have to at points exhaust yourself to get an answer because, like you said, Ashley, or like Jason said, you're always going to have the what if. So if you don't get to that point, you're still going to have regret. So I think in Colton's case, like he of course loves this girl, he wants to go after her, he wants to do all he can to make it work, and and if it's a no at the end of it we'll find out tomorrow um then at least he has an answer because he I, like i i can kind of put myself in his shoes to be like god like what if i didn't try that what if i didn't put all of my effort into this um i think just from what i saw play out so far um it, a relationship is a two-road street, and so you both have to be on the same page and communicate well to figure out what the next step is, whether it's to break up, whether it's to keep going. And so from what I saw, I feel like it's kind of leaning towards not the best outcome for Colton. Um, but again, I can't fault him for trying, and it just is kind of up to both of them. I, I think it's up to Cassie to be articulate and to be able to explain why if she wants to break up why she wants to do that because I think it left a lot of viewers wondering and then I think it's up to him to accept that and move on and be okay with that or you know yeah as far as what we've seen over the past couple weeks I think it has she's just not that into him like written over everything yeah but it's just like the last thing I can say because after in paradise jared wasn't into me at all and if i didn't choose to befriend him and to grow our relationship that way after the show who knows where we'd be today right it's such an interesting point i mean garrett you know colton yeah and and we're gonna bring in taisha later on the podcast to talk some about this and and just what what she knows about colton where she thinks this ends up uh and and how maybe cassie could have handled this better how she handles it best from here on out but garrett you know colton How do you think he responds? He's just been, his heart's been ripped out. Kind of feels like it's been ripped out, stomped on, and then ripped out again. And he's going, my only option is to go after this girl. Yeah. What do you think happens next? How do you think Colton handles this? And how would you have handled this? That's, it's a tough situation, I think, because obviously on the show, you don't get to have friends or family or the people that you normally consult. So you got to think about it on your own. And really soak it all in and really just follow your heart and go after what you really want and what you think would be best. But like Becca was saying, it's a two-way road and you got to find like a 50-50. I get that he totally wants her, but if she doesn't feel the same way, then I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how that works out for me because... Like I told Becca when we were on the show, if I wasn't into her and she was into me, um, I would have to end that relationship kind of and not have her continue to chase after me. And it was like the same thing where if I'm into Becca, but she's not into me, I don't want to just continue to keep chasing and chasing after something that she's not going to feel the same about with me. Does it not feel a little unique this season because Colton has been broken up with so many times? I mean, it, it, does, it, does it not feel unique because he had been warned by some of the women that had either broken up with him or had he had asked to go home that, hey, some people aren't here for 
the same reason you are. And then that prediction comes true. And so we're all sitting there going, you know, Cassie hasn't t- had an easy week. She's been, the media's blown up around her. You know, there's a ton of criticism. Uh, you know, I don't think any of that's ever deserved, but I do get it. Fans of the show are going to criticize how you handle yourself on the show. And so right. if she's been in, being criticized on the show for not being ready, and then that comes becomes true, all the viewers are going to go, wait, it's been right in front of your face the whole time, right? You've been warned about this over and over again. These women have left and... and Tell, told you like the person you love is not here for the same reason you are and then it happens like how are we supposed to as viewers and and i want all of you to respond here because we've all been a part of the show how are we supposed to kind of forgive and forget if they do get back together like doesn't just this feel confusing at this point yes and i i think what i always try to keep in mind is what we as viewers are watching is two hours every monday night there's so much more that goes into filming and conversations and time with the person that we don't get to see and you know everyone judged me or the guys on my season based upon one little thing that they said or some action that they did and it's like there's so much more to that and so Hopefully, because I do wish the best for Colton and Cassie and whatever happens, like hopefully they on the show had more conversations than just what we're privy to seeing during this, you know, this awkward, weird, crazy breakup on the TV show. Um, But that being said, too, I think it comes down to communication. And so, of course, Colton was being warned from multiple people about some of the girls not being ready. It's also up to the girls to if they aren't ready which i think cassie did to a certain extent you know she was saying i'm not ready to give him what he wants if he wants an engagement i don't think i can get there so i will say like at least she acknowledged that and and not took herself out of the setting per se but at least said like i'm not going to keep going along with this and just do it for the show um i just wish there was more context to what we did see play out, like more reasoning of why she was leaving other than just, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. And that's kind of what I felt like I was hearing was a lot of I don't knows. But if you don't know, that's okay to not always have the answers. But um, for at least Colton's sake and just for me as a viewer, like I, I want to be able to understand more why this is happening. I think that Cassie naively thought that if she were to break up with Colton that he was going to end up with Tasha or Hannah G. Like I really just think that that was kind of like her way of being like it's not me but go enjoy one okay. or the other two. It's going to be mm-hmm. fine for you. So I think if she finds out in which she will that he dumps Tasha, so sorry that I'm saying this in front of you. And <laughs> and Hannah G maybe She'll be like, okay, wow, this is like, he's a lot more serious about me than I ever thought. Because mm-hmm. it, it is hard to gauge when you know that there's still other people involved. It's like, to a certain extent, you have feelings for all three people at that point. And I think us being on the show, realize that. Like, we're not idiots. We realize that we're not the only one and done person. And so you have to keep that in the back of your mind. And I and I think maybe she just didn't fully grasp the the overall feeling and enormity of his emotions for her. Yeah, I don't think she did. The, the, the headlines this week are saying that, you know, a, a lot of myself and others included are just slamming Cassie. And, and I, I, I hate that those are the headlines, but they actually catch people's attention. And that's not what I, I mean by this. I think that it could have been handled so much better. I thought the breakup was uh, confusing at best. And I think as a viewer right now, I sit there and I listen to or I watch this show 
and I still can't quite fully process what's happening. Like, I still don't get it. I don't know if it's it's just not uh, clear storytelling by the show in general, but there's something missing. I'm watching this breakup happen, and, and all I can say is either Cassie is, is really struggling to communicate that she wants to break up with Colton, or she really still loves him. And she's just not knowing how to express it or she's scared. And if that's the case, I hope on this next episode, we see that play out because when I watch the breakup, it's so flippy floppy. Like there's, I love you. This is the best day ever. Goodbye. I still love you. And it's like, well, do you love him? Do you not? Are you Mm -hmm. into this? Are you not? And then you see tonight's episode and you see him torn apart and feeling as you saw talking to Chris Harrison, which I think is, is a huge sign, is feeling like he knows something more. He knows Cassie's still into him. Where when I watch the show, I was like, that girl's not into you at all. Okay, so that's what was such a surprise to me when he's talking to Harrison and he goes, I think she loves me. I think she's yeah. scared. It's like, really? I think that. I, I, I'm thinking like we must. He's either blind yeah. and seeing what he wants to see or we're not seeing a lot. Yeah, because the thing that confused me was a lot of viewers think that at the end of it, you have to get engaged and you have to be Mm -hmm. engaged. And she clearly made it. She clearly made her point up that she wasn't ready to get engaged. And then Colton says, we don't have to get engaged. I just choose you and I want to be with you kind of thing. But then she just kept saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work out. How many times did she say I'm confused? So that's like to your guys's point. It's like, is she breaking up with him or is she want to stay with him? I mean, I Becca, you know Colton, time. and you've gotten to know him pretty well. Is he blinded to this? Is Are we not seeing it all? I mean, because of your time with him and because of the, the kind of the details of his life that you know, do you believe he's blinded and she doesn't really like him? Or do you believe he's actually reading the situation correct and she does still care? Oh, God, this is a hard question, Ben. <laughs> I'm, I would say, I think it's half and half. I will say, like, Colton... He he came on this season hoping for an engagement. You know, that's you come on this season hoping to find your partner, somebody that you can share your life with. And I think just because of all of his breakups, you know, mine with him included, he kept saying, like, I, I want somebody who feels the same way that I do. Like, I want to feel like I'm good enough for somebody. So he went into this, like, all in. Sorry, everyone. Balls deep, like, ready to do this and hopefully find a wife. And... um I think that freaked Cassie out a little bit because she, I I, I do think that she cares about him um, from what I've seen to a lesser extent. But because of that, I think she thought like, okay, he, he wants an engagement. He wants a wife. And knowing how I was in his position, you know, you give toasts throughout the season. You give speeches to the group of guys every week and at every rose ceremony. Um, and you kind of project like what you're hoping for, what you've learned from that week. And for me, um, at one point I said, uh, like I see my partner, I see my husband in this group of guys. And, and I remember leaving that being like, Oh, that's like a very bold statement. Like to say, I see my husband in this group of guys, but I felt it and I meant it. And I noticed throughout the season, Colton had said that too. So he of course is like, Again, all mm. in, like ready to do this, ready to find someone, ready to get down on one knee. I just think the timing scares Cassie. And I think after what her dad had said of like, if you if you aren't ready to commit 100% to somebody, then like, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. I think um, for him and her, they both thought, okay, it has to end in an engagement. That's what Colton has been talking about. That's what he's been wanting this entire time. So if you can't give that to him, then remove yourself so he can find that. Um, but that's weird because that's like her that Cassie thinks that an engagement is more important than being with the person that he actually loves. 
Like, isn't that weird of her to think? Yeah, she I should think be was... thinking like, oh, if he loves me enough, he'll be okay with not getting And we'll engaged. make it work yeah. in whatever way. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, like throughout my season at one point, I even said, I think a couple of times, like, you know, I am falling for a couple guys here. If I'm not ready to get engaged, that's fine. Like if I can just end up with the person that I choose and that they choose me and we can end up together. And, you know, if an engagement comes down the road, that's great. Um and and I think that's at this point now with Cassie, that's what he's saying. Like, if, if I choose you and you choose me, let's do this together. We don't have to get engaged. And I think I think it's just a miscommunication. Yeah. And I and I don't know if that's something that they had talked about at any point um, or if she just assumed like, I mean, it's hard because there's so much going on on every day and there's so much, you know, fodder going around you that I'm not articulating articulating this very well at all but um I don't think he's blind I think he realizes it but I think he's kind of turning his cheek to say you know we'll get there we'll get there I'm willing to do what it takes if you're willing to say you want me to like let's do this like so I yeah, and I've never met her, and so that's why it's really hard to say any of this because I haven't had a conversation with her. I don't know her, how she is or how she acts, so I feel like I'm not the best person to be asking about this. <laughs> yeah, so we do have somebody that's a little bit better to ask about it. Uh, we're going to take a break, bring on Tasha Garrett Beck, can you hear around for a few minutes with Tasha? Hell we yeah. Can. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, before we get to Tasha, the season's almost over. We've had a blast. Um, I feel like we've done a decent job, Ash, of not talking about the virginity topic, right? I mean, we, we haven't talked about a ton, a little bit. It's important to talk about at times, but I feel like we've stayed away from it. But in memory of this season, we have to make one more virgin joke. All right, go for it. I, I don't know who Colton's <laughs> sleeping with these days. I don't know if he's sleeping with anybody. But if he is, I hope he's sleeping on a sleep number mattress. Actually, as you know, I've been sleeping on a sleep number bed for years now. Actually, uh, I have had a sleep number bed since college. What kind of hoity-toity are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't told you the story? No. Let me tell you the story real quick. So my grandfather had Parkinson's. He's six foot five. Uh, he's passed away last year. But because of the Parkinson's, it's important that you know he rolls around a lot at night. Mm-hmm. And so to get a sleep number bed, there's two separate settings you can have so that one side could be firmer for him and then at the time my grandma could be on the other side and it's big and it's wide. Well, he, you know, Parkinson's progressed to a place where he no longer could sleep in the same bed and, and all those things. And so when, when that happened, guess what happened? They Mis- got a sleep number. Mister, no, they ha- already had a sleep number. Mr. Grandson, yeah. me, oh. got their sleep number. Oh, I'm not no. mad about it. No way, really? And I know why they got a sleep number because it is so comfortable. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed helps everyone from parents to pro athletes improve their daily performance through proven quality sleep. I can speak to that. Like I said, I sleep on one. You need to feel the difference, though. I'm telling you, Garrett, I know that you're a big sleeper. Uh, you need your rest, right? You, you have crazy dreams, weird dreams. And Garrett, I'm telling you, the Sleep Number Bed is just for you. So many couples disagree on mattress firmness. Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it's just right for the both of you. Becca, do you like it firmer or softer than Garrett? Softer. <laughs> softer. What about you? Like a little firmer? <laughs> you thought it was dirty, didn't you? Yeah. I like it hard. <laughs> the Sleep Number... <laughs> Um, the sleep number 360 smart beds are so smart they sense your every move and automatically adjust to you keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night come in now and save up to $500 and select sleep number 360 smart beds you'll only find sleep number at one of their 575 sleep number stores nationwide visit sleepnumber.com backslash bin 
find the one nearest to you. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, kids of all ages, this season's favorite contestant, the beautiful, the confident, the one and only Tasha is in the building. Tasha, lean on up in there. Can you hear me now? I can yeah. hear you. Good. Uh, Tasha, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Thank you for having me. Ashley's a big fan of you. I'm a big fan of you. We've watched you tonight go through a breakup. This, we Ashley and I do a podcast, and I kind of feel like <laughs> really? this is it. Really? We do? Well, <laughs> Newsflash. Yeah, Love that. <laughs> called In Depth. Okay. Yes. Where we take people from the franchise or people in life in general who have gone through something difficult, and we just want to hear their story. So this isn't an in-depth episode, but I hope that you welcome Becca, Garrett, Ash and I as fans of you just to ask you some questions that we've been wondering and of get it from the course, source. Of course. Hi, My first is, let's go back last week. Um, if we can give a quick recap, I'll try to summarize your season in a few short notes, right? You had a, a great uh, chemistry with Colton. You guys experienced some some huge things together. And one of my first notes that I've talked about with Ashley is I'm so glad I was not the bachelor this season because I hate jumping off of things and you jumped <laughs> off and into things all the time. Are you kidding me? I'm afraid of heights. Like, really? Oh, 100%. That's my biggest fear. So did you do that as a bonding thing? Like a bonding uh, experience? I don't know what came over me quite honestly, but I was a daredevil and I lived for it to be quite honest. Can we do a trust fall after this with, with you? Please. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah, we'll post on Instagram. We need that. That's a good a nice idea. boomerang. Yeah. yeah. Easton, remember that, please. <laughs> trust fall. Um, I mean, when you're on these dates then, yeah. did you feel like you just had to do it to impress Colton or the show or you had any option? I, I honestly, I would never. The one thing that got me, I would have never bungee jumped. Same. Oh. Okay. Yeah, skydiving over bungee jumping for some reason. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And I did both of them. Mm-hmm. And I would do skydiving any day. Bungee mm-hmm. jumping, I'm glad I did it. Done and done. Never happening again. Um, <laughs> that being said, yeah, I kind of felt like I had to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, I came into this entire experience wanting to do the absolute most and have no regrets. So. I don't know what came over me. Honestly, I blacked out and I just jumped. As you can tell, I jumped the wrong way. <laughs> so I was going to ask you that. that was my first quote, I mean, question was, it's been criticized yeah. on social media and on a show I did last week that your form on the bungee jumping was not okay. Like oh. it was very dangerous. Why? You jumped out? Um, I jumped like feet first. Pencil. She penciled. And then I, oh, apparently to, I whipped. Oh, you're supposed whip to your neck? You're supposed to put your head you're first? Supposed to, you know, like you, guys, you dive into a pool? Yeah. You're supposed to dive like that. Oh, she no penciled of like feet first. I legitimately oh. blacked out. Like when I tell you I blacked out, I don't even remember getting whipped. I don't remember anything. I just remember bouncing back up at the bottom and being like, oh my God, so cool. Great. Do it mm-hmm. again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when you jump like that, I just said, oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He did. He did. We were watching that, and he's like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Oh gosh, that poor girl." It it was not good. It was not good. But your your dates continued. Your your chemistry with Colton um, kind of catalyzed to the point of the fantasy suites. And I think that's where we want to start. Is the fantasy suites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh god, Ashley. We've talked about it last week. I I got to start this by saying, um, and Becca and Garrett, please chime in here and ask any questions you want. The, the, we had some women from the show on last week, and they love you. So Aww. I just want to say that is coming into this, we're big fans of you because these women sat down and were so supportive of you as a person. And that's why we have some questions because we're protective of you right now. Okay, that means a lot. <laughs> okay, so you were like so into Colton going into the fantasy suite. You were talking a lot of innuendo. Innuendo is that how I'm yeah. saying it right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then the doors open. You let the cameras in the next morning. And I feel like your vibe was so off. Oh, Why? Um, come on. 
on. Oh, she knows something. <laughs> something happened, whether you tell us or not. No, it's just, I feel, I felt that there are other relationships that probably were more progressed than mine. Okay. Is that because and he wasn't like making sexual moves? I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> I feel You're really on the spot, spot right now. I know. I'm so sorry. Okay, let's give it a good laugh. Can I say? <laughs> I will say with Fantasy Suite Week, like the editing, like, like the for me, they did it too. Where like I think my pajamas or like a towel or something oh, was yeah. on the floor. And I'm like, it's this so is the worst. Oh, it is so bad. Yeah, it's just not. No one needs to see that. And I think like I'm just gonna leave it at that. That just yeah. If yeah. I have a question, yeah, but in the beginning of the date like when the day started could you tell something was already mm. off no. no um i couldn't tell until actually we got into the fantasy suite so and was it his mood like was I, it a communication thing i think it was just like his energy and his vibe okay and you could just like, tell when something's off do you, you think know? he like, was just extra nervous he was very nervous yeah um and i think he just didn't want to do anything he was going to regret yeah. in a way. Yeah. Just because he did also care about two other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was just like my womanly instinct. Yeah. I just kind of took it for what it was. And I wasn't going to pressure him into anything. Which I kind of get. Like, if I was in his position, you know, there are three women. I wouldn't want to cross a line with anyone knowing that two other people's hearts were on the line. So I get it from that same point of being nervous, being like this is new territory. What do I do when I still have two other dates? Um, but still too, like there's no rule book. It's not like, okay, you have to lose your virginity or you have right. to sleep with somebody or you have to stay up all night talking. Like there's nothing. So there, how much did you talk? Quite a bit. Like a couple hours. Did you sleep? Um, honestly, maybe like half hour, an hour. <gasps> it happens every time. Yeah. I'm yeah. honestly, I've never been in, I've been in, or fantasy suites now. Oh wow, um, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> ben. yeah sorry. Guys. Wow. Take it right there. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean every one of them. Mm-hmm. You don't sleep because there's so much buildup, and I'm gonna. I need to. I feel like I need to protect Colton a little bit here because, for me, you know, I went into my fantasy suite with Kayla, who was third on my season. And I did it, and I, and I knew she wasn't the one. And I was going to ask you, are you upset that Colton still invited you into this fantasy suite? But my my in my head, I desired to spend an evening with her so bad. Not sexually, not physically, because we had such a great relationship that I felt that if I sent her home before we spent that evening together, we would be falling short of what we already had. You feel like these are your girlfriends and boyfriends at the time, even though you know at the end it's not going to be with them. And you're like, I can't imagine saying goodbye to you on a date with 200 people around watching with cameras, if I'm going to say goodbye to you, in my head, this was my rationale, and it was, I don't know if it's wrong or right. I would love to hear what you think, Tasha. But my rationale was, I need a night with you just so I can look back on this relationship that means so much to me and know that we had this time together. Like, I felt like that was the closure maybe we both needed. Do you do you wish he would have invited you in? Do you, does that rationale make sense? Or are you upset that it even happened? To be honest with you, um, I mean, Colton kind of said he already knew he wanted to be with Cassie. And at this point, I didn't know that. Um, If anything, because he didn't actually verbalize anything to me, it's just I just could read his body language. It made me more confused. And it made me kind of wonder what was going on. But then I was like, but we just came back from the fantasy suites. Obviously, we just came off of um, hometowns, which were amazing. Um, Maybe I was reading too into it. So I was just like, I'm just... Gonna try to take it for what it is, and I'll see him at the rose ceremony. 
Um, and I could see how you're trying to defend him as well, that it is nicer to have a little bit more time rather than just saying bye at a rose ceremony when you do have a strong connection with somebody. So I understand that. But at the same time, it only hurt me more, I think. Which, and if I can chime in, I sent Jason home before our overnight because I, at that point, knew that my other two relationships were stronger. And I, I wanted the alone time just because it would would have been the first time away from cameras throughout the entire mm-hmm. season. Like it would have been our first conversation alone, like our first time alone. And I knew that like Jason is so funny and he's such a great guy and it would have been a fine night. But I was like, if I know at the end of this, you're not the one I can't drag you through an entire night and just have feelings grow potentially more if we're not on the same page. And so for me, I made that decision to send him home because I would have wanted that same respect, I think, given to me. Like, had anyone else known they didn't want to progress the relationship and other relationships were stronger, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have wanted to go through that entire night knowing my heart was invested more than somebody else's. Right. You know what I think is really interesting? You know how um, he told Hannah G that he kind of thought it was going to be her? Yeah. He said... I think it was, I thought it was going to be you. And then he said that his date in Portugal with Cassie changed all of that. So what if the dates really were a reverse? What if Hannah G did go first and did have an overnight? Do we think it could have changed anything? Could her date have gone that well that he may have at least been tossed up between Cassie and Hannah G? I do. You do? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Tasha? I mean... Very much so. I mean, I think Hannah G needed her time with Colton. And that being said, it could have changed everything. I think they did have a strong connection just as being a girl, you know, amongst everyone else. You could see that during our dates and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I think it would have changed a lot. We, so we we are humans, right? So there's yeah. this, there's a, a formula here that we have to recognize. And if you're, if you're a fan of a fan of the show, you've seen it year over year over year. That the first date, the first overnight, is going to be, just based on us being humans with short memories, forgettable by the last date. No matter if it was the best date or not. Your first date with somebody is going to be trumped on the show because you're going to spend another night with somebody else. Yeah. And that's going to be that's gonna get in your head. And you're going to start processing that. And then the third time, that's going to be the thing that sticks with you. Which ultimately, in real life or on the show is going to be the best or most important date in your mind. And so for you, Tasha, you were the first date. Mm-hmm. And I look back on this, and I think of all of your time with Colton. I think of the, that night that you spent with Colton. And that the fact that you're saying, you know, yeah, it was weird that he had already mentioned Cassie. I think that's the part here that I'm not processing, that before your date even, he already had felt like Cassie was the one. And so knowing Colton now mm-hmm. and spending time with him, like, is he confused at this point? Is he keeping his head together? Is he emotional? Um, is he Has he changed moods? Like, are you seeing a mood shift in him as, as more stress is bringing on? Like, what kind of shift are you seeing in Colton towards the end here? Towards the end of the fantasy suites? Yeah. Or just from your fantasy suite towards, you know, the la- end of this week, I guess, on the show. Oh. Um, yeah. Like I said, I saw a shift as soon as the door closed to be in the fantasy suites, um, he just kind of started. You think he was like putting on an act the entire time with you? Just no. no, but that you just think it was because he was like, Oh man, I'm alone with this girl now and I don't, and I'm thinking of Cassie. 
Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Tayshia, I'm sorry. I know. know, it's so sad. I mean, it's, I didn't realize it then, again. Okay. You know, it didn't make sense until I saw last episode and obviously today. But, um, yeah, looking back, I think he just kind of already knew. Hmm. So, would it have been nice just to not have asked me to go to the fantasy suite? Yeah, you would have preferred it. You know? Let's move on to the breakup. I do have some criticism of Colton about the breakup. Okay. And uh, we've been supportive of him all season, and, and I think he's showed his heart. I think he's like any bachelor, bachelorette, he's fallen short at times. I thought the breakup with you was really hard to watch because what we're hearing is you consoling him. Yeah. And that, to me, did not feel right. And I'm interested for everybody sitting around the table, including you, Tasha. So you watch that back or you remember that moment. Am I watching that incorrectly? Or is that you're, I mean, he's crying and you're going, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Like, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's just, I know it was so tough for him. Yeah. I think he was feeling a lot of guilt. Like he felt so bad. He was, he was breaking up with a girl who loved him. And he was shaking so bad. I, the last thing I was, I felt to do was just like yell at him or just like try to criticize him or even beg him that I'm supposed to be the one that he's supposed to be fighting for. Um, and honestly, I've been in a position before my last relationship where I understand how hard it is to be admitting truth and knowing you're wrong. And I don't know, just having complete heartbreak. So my natural instinct was just to console him and just to be there as much as I could. I don't know. I just felt bad. He's a good guy. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at you like that because it is. I mean, you're, you're, you're obviously very sweet. And he is a good guy, right? I mean, yeah. Colton's harmless. Like, yeah. there's one thing that we can all agree upon. Colton Underwood is absolutely harmless. <laughs> right? He's a very big teddy bear. So. Yeah. Like, there's, there's criticism. But, but, but being harmless doesn't mean that you're always going to do this correctly. And I still think right. it feels weird that he goes to you and breaks up with you. That he knows there's somebody else out there. That you guys spent the evening in the fantasy suite. And it's big of you than to look at him and go, you know you've brought this pain on yourself in a sense. Like right. this could have been a lot easier if we didn't spend the night together. Like this could have been a lot easier if, if we didn't share in these memories for so long together. If you knew it was Cassie two weeks ago, this gets a lot easier for you mm-hmm. if you don't bring me along the way. And instead, because of who you are, I think, he's bawling, shaking, and you're going, no, it's okay. No, you're right. I did have all of those questions. And in a way, I did for quite some time, but I think I've moved on. And he, I hope he's happy and I hope he's with the person he wants to be with. And I hope everything works out for him. So, yeah, I did have a question as to why he brought me in the fantasy suites when he knew all along. I, I was wondering, you know, how Hannah G was even going to feel about all that. It was just a lot. It was a lot. That whole day. I don't really like to relive it, to be honest. So (laughs) when he went to your room and he said, it's Cassie. Yeah. Did you know that Cassie had broken up with him? No idea. Okay. So you were like, oh, he just decided and he's letting me go nicely right now. I honestly thought that they had gone to the fantasy suite. Mm -hmm. Maybe they had been intimate and he knew that she was the one and that was it. And he made up his mind already. I didn't know what to think. So when did you find out that... Cassie had broke up with him. Um, it was, I don't know what I was getting sent home. Okay. So it was while you were still like on set. Mm-hmm. So when they're all searching for Colton in the middle of the night, in the dark, after the fence jump, like 
a lost dog, you right. have no idea this is happening. Like, are you just asleep I in had your room? No idea. You know what's so crazy is that night, and maybe this is a little weird, but I could not sleep. And mm. I just remember opening my prayer journal and I wrote a prayer for Colton because I, I felt like something was off. Wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I don't know. I just. You're anyway, very I, connected to him. <laughs> mm. Becca, I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts for this whole thing. You've now got the notation a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know Colton well. You're the only one in the room that knows them both. You know, uh, you probably know them both the most at this point, right? I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just if you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think of this whole thing? Because it is a little heart wrenching. I okay. This is something I always think about, and. You know, Colton had the choice to wait to break up with you and Hannah G at the next row ceremony, or he had the choice to end things sooner. Just like I had the choice throughout the season if I wanted to send somebody home early or keep them through the row ceremony. By all means, row ceremonies would be the easiest way to break up with somebody because you go into it and everyone standing there as as strong of a connection as you can have with somebody like you go into it still being like there are multiple people here mm-hmm. i could potentially go home so in that setting to me it's so much easier um because you know you're breaking up with somebody but it's kind of in a formulated way per se um so to end things early you have to really think about it and i think that you know, Colton may or may not have done it in the best way, but he did it in the way that he felt was right for him. And uh, I can't fault him on that because I guarantee going to your door early and going to Hannah G's door early was much harder, much more heart-wrenching and a lot more difficult for him to probably do. Just being in his shoes, knowing that like, you know, I could show up a few days later and have all of these beautiful people standing in front of me, give out two roses, say my goodbyes, knowing that I'm going to say goodbye to one or two people. Um, so it's, it's tough. And I do feel because like watching his breakup with not only Cassie last week, but with you and Hannah too, it obviously brings up memories of my breakup and just knowing like, you know, you really have to feel what's right and to hopefully be in tune enough with yourself to make that choice and to cut things off early um so it's not easy and i know that he probably didn't do it in a way that most people appreciated watching or like i think that it left a lot of people wanting more or like knowing more or having more answers but he did hopefully what was right for him and i know that had not that could not have been easy on him no i agree and you're right. At the rose ceremony, I feel like you kind of mentally prepare yeah. that you could be going home. Yeah, you have that. Like, mm-hmm. you have a little doubt in your mind. Whether yeah. you're like, I'm confident in this relationship, you still know, like, hey, I'm going to be standing up next to two or three or more women, knowing that a certain amount of us are going to be going home. Yeah. So you just, like, it just, you know that. So you kind of have a little bit of hesitation or doubt at some point, being like, this is the setting where somebody's going to say goodbye. Yeah, I think I was just really shocked and blindsided but to harp on what kind of what garrett was saying earlier i'm glad he kind of told me when he knew he didn't want to pursue me anymore as opposed to having me continue to pursue him and him not or him know that he didn't want to be with me yeah i was gonna say is it did you have like some sort of relief like i know initially the shock of it and you're blindsided and stuff like that and it sucks really bad but just to have the relief of knowing like, cause you're putting all your effort and energy into the relationship 100%. and, 
but to just know like it's hard on him to break up with you. It sucks that you're going through it, but at some point did you feel like relief like I can move on. I did everything that I could possibly do. I have no regrets and yeah, I laid it all out there. I jumped out of a plane for that guy. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. What more do you want me to do? You yeah. dove first on that bungee jump <laughs> for that like, guy. I yeah. could have died. But, you know. Um, yeah, I laid it all out there. And I was happy with what I did. So. I have a question. Yeah. So when he knocked on your door that day to end things... First of all, what were you thinking? Were you like, oh, this is room service? Or mm-hmm. who, like, did you think it would be him? I just want to know what's going through your mind. Yeah, I want to know this too. Are you a fan of the show? Because I think that when you see The Bachelor at your door during like top three week, it You're can like, only mean bad it's, news. It's bad. Yeah. The knocks on the doors are always bad. Like, they always, especially like, even the date cards, when you hear those hard, pounding knocks, <laughs> your stomach <laughs> kind of drops a little bit and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, what's yeah. happening? Yeah. And, like immediate anxiety. Um, but no, I was actually looking at photos and shooting, you know, some B-roll and then the door, someone knocked at the door and I was like making a joke of it. I was like, Haha, wouldn't that be so funny if it was Colton? And then like nobody was moving. And so I was like, oh my God, and I got to go open the door and I guarantee you it's him and it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I just saw his face and I was just like. All right. Yeah, we could see it in your face. It is what it is. I, uh, we got to pause for a second um, because we have some special call and guest. But first, let me talk about Blue Apron. Everybody out there listening, fans of the show, fans of the franchise, fans of the podcast, are you looking to switch up your cooking routine? Try Blue Apron, your secret to easy meal planning. Make healthy habits delicious this spring by learning to cook at home. Garrett. I hear you're doing Chippendales <laughs> in Vegas. And, and one of the things about... Any oh, yeah. type of shirtless scenes is you've got to look good, and healthy eating habits is part of it. Blue eat, ap- eat the healthy Blue Apron stuff. Don't don't fast like Jared did for the pa- he did it. He did Chippendales, and for the two weeks leading up to it, he didn't eat anything. Like we're talking like a thousand calories a day. He almost blacked out on stage. Oh so eat God. your Blue Apron, okay? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna carb load and do my best Chris Farley up there. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting all my Midwest cooking. Oh my God. <laughs> Blue Apron makes it easy to choose from a variety of recipes, including vegetarian meals, and with its new Weight Watchers reimagined freestyle menu, they have an entire menu of wholesome meals offered in partnership with WW, which means Weight Watchers. Blue Apron helps me discover my inner chef and learn new recipes and techniques. I love to cook. I've talked about it many times. It's relaxing for me. It's fun for me. Blue Apron helps me do it. With Blue Apron, the hard parts are done for me. Cooking isn't a burden anymore. In fact... It's actually fun to learn new kitchen kitchen skills with each meal. Garrett, come over sometimes. I'd love to cook for you. Oh, thank you. It'd be awkward if I asked Becca or Ashley Tasha right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to ask you. Blue Apron helps uh, make cooking at home a sustainable part of my weekly routine. Blue Apron chef-designed recipes include amazing specialty sauces and premium ingredient blends that would otherwise be difficult, expensive, or time-consuming time to source or make. It's been so cold out. So last night... When I was home, I made the spring pea and mushroom ramen soup. I'm telling you, it was delicious. That sounds real good. Yeah, Gary, it was so flavorful. (laughs) (laughs) To start making delicious, brag-worthy meals at home without the hassle, try Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash almost famous. Let me repeat that. 
$60 is not a small amount of money. No, I'm, I'm going to definitely check it out. Yeah, it's it's a it's a large amount of money. The things you could do with $60, Garrett, would bring a smile to both of our faces. Check out this week's menu and get $60 <laughs> off when you visit blueapron.com slash almostfamous. That's blueapron.com slash almostfamous. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. 
Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. As mentioned before the ad, Wednesday night on Single Parents on ABC, it's a bachelor theme episode with guest appearance by Chris Harrison. Tonight on the Almost Famous podcast, we have J.J. Philbin and Leighton Meester, two stars of the show, calling in now. Leighton, I kind of feel starstruck through the microphone with you right now because I've just watched so many years of Gossip Girl. I'm so excited that you're on an ABC show now. Are you a Bachelor fan? I am, and I'm especially a Bachelor fan now because I've been to the mansion. I've been, you know, in themes with Chris, which is, like, huge. And I feel like now I'm, like, part of the family. Like, I know all the secrets, and I know all the stuff and behind the scenes. And and I feel like, I don't know. And also very much not disappointed that it's very true. But, you know, I, I feel like I get it. I'm, I'm part of this. I'm part of this now. <laughs> 
You're part of Astral Nation. It's official. Well, yes. That's very cool. Um, did you get to, you went to the Bachelor Mansion this episode, right? And you saw a, a wet driveway? <laughs> a wet driveway, just like it is on TV. We went in the hot tub. Um, we sat on the steps in front of the front in front, of the front door and Chris opens the door and is like, would you guys like to come in and like talk about your love lives? And the best thing is like the wish fulfillment of our show is like, we all have like families and past lives and all kinds of stuff that's been going on that kind of causes just sort of drama that whether or not we wanted it there, but we're also single, which is like a really fun element of our show because there's like chances for love connections. But of course we all are totally like screwed up in our own ways. So we can't really see love when it's staring at us in the face or like mm-hmm. when a relationship is good or bad, like we can't really figure it out. So my character is like in desperate need of some guidance and he's like the perfect person to be uh, giving, breaking it down for me and happens to be doing it in the hot tub and kind of knows like just what to say to kind of get to me and like make me understand um, sort of my my shortcomings as far as love and what I can do to fix it. Uh, we got JJ Philbin and Leighton Meester on the line. Leighton and JJ will also be at the Live Bachelor finale tomorrow, Tuesday, on ABC. JJ, uh, you're actually the creator of Single Parents uh, that stars you know yourself and Leighton Meester. Is that correct? Yes, co-creator with Liz Merriweather. Amazing. And and because of your desire and love for the Bachelor franchise, why did you choose then to create an episode so Bachelor-focused on a show that you helped create and love so much? Because I'm obsessed with The Bachelor, and our show is about single people trying to find love and, you know, trying to believe in a fairy tale, trying to believe that it does exist. And it just felt like a perfect way to, like, meld my two loves, which is single parents and also The Bachelor. I mean, getting Leighton and Kimry, like, their characters to talk to Chris Harrison and to be, like, you know, to express all of their doubts and frustrations. And we do think of him in as, in our writer's room as a real guru, as the person who, you know, you go to for, for counsel um, and, and for faith. And, like, and so it really was, like, it actually made sense for us story-wise, and it also really made us laugh. I mean, we're huge fans of the show. And selfishly, I just, I really wanted to go to the mansion, and I really wanted to meet Chris Harrison. So <laughs> they were... Um, yeah, did you meet Marshall, the owner of the Bachelor Mansion? No, I didn't. I mean, I definitely was in, like, negotiations with him and was, like, very aware of, like, the time crunch and, like, things that were going on that, like, around our shoot dates and was, like, on the edge of my seat, like, so nervous that, like, it wasn't going to work out. But when I found out that we were going to be at the Bachelor Mansion with Chris on Valentine's Day... I was like, well, I can die now. This feels <laughs> like after the fires that you shot yeah. the episode. Yeah, yeah, it was only like a month ago that we shot the episode. The fires had happened in, uh, you know, the fall, and I was aware that the fires were like encroaching upon the mansion, but in some like divine intervention, the mansion had been spared, which felt really right to me. I was like, yes, that makes sense. 
Um, and then when I got there, you know, it felt even more right because it did feel kind of like this hallowed ground. Um, it had been pouring that whole day. It continued to pour. It was an all-night shoot, as Leighton was saying. And, uh, you know, so it, the driveway was super wet. The place had, like, there was like, a mist that was coming up out of the hot tub. It felt very uh, fairy tale-ish, which is what we were sort of going for in the episode. It's it's funny. I, I think we just passed over something that's exciting. You literally rented Chris Harrison on Valentine's Day. That's massive. That's everybody's dream. He was my date on Valentine's Day. It was it was a dream. I mean, uh, my husband like stepped aside. He was like, I I completely understand. Like I would do the same thing. Unbelievable. <laughs> with Chris. And then I mean, so Chris opens up the door of the Bachelor Mansion, and he's obviously an actor. At this point, like he's acting to play himself, which is unique. How was he as an actor? Of himself. Of himself. <laughs> Did he nail it? <laughs> nailed it. He nailed it. He, he nailed was amazing. It. He had like huge monologues and was great. He was really good. Like found like they were throwing alts at him where he had to like, you know, kinda improvise and say different like jokes, just kinda come up with stuff on the spot and say different I don't know, variations of lines and was just killing it and like really making me laugh. And actually like in kind of the emotional moments, I was really like, okay, so this is why you host the bachelor. This oh, yeah. is why you do this. Cause like you're really, you're killing it. It's I felt like Chris, fun. like Chris had such like it was the same way that when he kind of like walks into a scene in the bachelor and I just immediately feel better. I'm like, <laughs> whoever is stressed out right now is going to be less stressed out because Chris is here. Like I felt that way. In, in our episode, like he just had like such, he's so calm. Mm-hmm. He had such like command over what he was doing, and I was like, he's in his home. Like, even when Chris is, Chris even is when in the mansion. Jumped the fence. They said, "Where's Chris? Where's Chris? Where's Chris?" Yeah, no, yeah. No, when I saw like Colton jump the fence, I was like, "Somebody get him! Somebody wake him up! Find him! Find Chris!" Like. You guys all obviously haven't been on the show because when you do see Chris Harrison come into a room, you normally think something bad's going to happen. Freak out. See, I feel better. I always feel like he's going to like make it all okay. <laughs> well, Chris told me that he thinks that he thinks Leighton sense that he was like freaking out. So she said, let's have 10 minutes. Yeah, so we so we had done, like, a little thing here and there, like, throughout the day. Like, we had done, like, an interview, and we'd done a rehearsal, and maybe we shot, like, a little snippet of a scene, but then we had this massive scene that was starting, like, of course, in the middle of the night, like, 2 a.m., and we were shooting in the jacuzzi, and it was freezing and raining outside, but somehow there was, like, a, a break in the clouds. Um, and I was like, we should, we should go through the lines, because I, I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know that he was a professional actor i was like damn he like he knew all his lines and i think i really more for me i was like can we just run this because it's like three or four pages of dialogue and he totally did like like a lot of monologues and stuff and he was just really good and super connected and super funny and um so he really didn't need the rehearsal i did more than he did (laughs) the uh lane and jj i gotta mention here you're we're in studio right now in los angeles after uh the part one of the after the final rose, we have Tasha, Becca, and Garrett in studio with us, uh, fans of the show. Uh, and I wonder, are you fans of them because you're fans of The Bachelor? I'm I'm total fans of all you guys. I'm a little bit starstruck knowing that you're like on the other side of the line uh, I'm a fan right of you now. For saying that, this is Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> really feeling lots of things. Like it's it's a lot to to have all five of you. Like 
on the line at once. Like this is kind of big for me. I'll, so I'll agree. It is I'm trying, I'm trying to play it cool. But. <laughs> and before we let me let you go, uh, there's a funny part in the episode where a kid goes, "What's a virgin?" <laughs> what would your answer be to that to a kid? Either one of you. Oh, the virgin. Uh, I would say it's someone who hasn't found love yet. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. good. That's nice. cute. That's, that's really a really nice. nice answer. Hey, for but everybody out there listening, like single this. parents on ABC, <laughs> Wednesday night, it's a Bachelor-themed episode with a guest appearance by the beloved Chris Harrison. Also, Leighton and JJ will be at the live Bachelor finale tomorrow in the audience. Are you guys excited to be in the audience? Yeah, I can't wait. Super excited! It's my first rose ceremony. <laughs> I will be there Hopefully as well. Uh, make sure you come say hi. I'll be uh, I'll be sitting uh, somewhere around there um, all evening. Uh, also, single parents airs on ABC Wednesday nights. Everybody listening, tune in. Leighton and JJ, thank you so much for joining the Almost Famous podcast. You got a great show, and I look forward to meeting you tomorrow night. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, Tasha, we got to get back. Let's get back to you. All we're right. we're going to get back to the grilling fest, right? <laughs> but not really. I think we're going to light <laughs> it up now. I think I have some fun questions that we kind of like to wrap every show with. Were you a fan of The Bachelor beforehand? You know what? I actually started watching Ben's season. Okay. And so... Yeah, I was and you still chose to go on. I know what the heck. <laughs> now wait a second. There was some speculation in late August, early September that Ben could have been the Bachelor. You know, yeah. Did how'd you feel about that? Do you want it to be Ben? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I love Ben's face. <laughs> I'm not looking at him purposely yeah. right now. <laughs> it's always a fun part of the podcast because it it. Uh, it it's it was fun when I was single to for Ashley. It was actually kind of funny to put people in weird positions because for a while I, <laughs> yeah. I did think about it, and uh, and it went. I mean, this year for the first time, I don't know if, if it would have been for sure me or not, but it was the first time I even considered it again. And there was a thousand reasons why I would have done it, and a thousand reasons why I didn't. But Tasha, I will say that watching you back this season. Seeing how you handled yourself and see your, seeing how you handled the breakup and jumping out of bungees, which I think was one of the... Like, I still am <laughs> upset with you for that. It was one of the most stressful segments of this season, watching you jump. You would have dumped you before the jump. <laughs> oh. I would have never done it. I, he would have t- finished the season then and there. Oh, you want to see me run for... Like, just try to make me bungee jump. Not happen. Not Not even a good idea. But... You handled yourself with so much grace and so much poise. Thank you. Even up to the very end. And I think that's why, it, you know, the women last week were so encouraging and supportive of you mm. as a person. So great job. You, you've you made it. You're that's done. Just, oh, my God. You're done. <gasps> okay. Well, now that Ben wasn't The Bachelor and Ben isn't going to be on Paradise because he's a taken man right now. Who do you want to see in Paradise from a past season that you think has a possibility of popping up? You guys... Not gonna lie, I haven't even given this any thought. Really? Like you don't have yeah. a bachelor crush? I mean, let's think. Let's You've been watching for since Ben's let's, season. Let's, let's talk. So. Let's talk to this with you. Let's take a second. <laughs> All right. Why let's don't you cross. give me some names? I think Be- uh, Peter Krause has oh, been gosh. talking about you on either Twitter or Instagram. Really? Said he's that he was super. Paradise. No, of course he's not. But <laughs> he just thought that you were super hot. Oh, hey, but Peter. hey. Peter is my neighbor in Minnesota and Wisconsin, so what? if you ever want to meet him, okay, let us know. He's I'm coming over guy. for he's some a, he's blue a very apron good guy. Yeah, I like. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about? Uh, I mean, Dean Ungler's not going. 
Blake Hortzman. No, don't cross him out. We, we, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, he may go. Don't cross Dean out. He he's definitely a possibility. Well, okay, let's. What do you think, Tish, about Dean? Two days ago, he likes to bungee jump or not bungee jump. Uh, skydive, skydive. Sky dive. He's, he's certified. He's oh, a adrenaline junkie. Okay, just because I did it on the show doesn't mean I'm a junkie. <laughs> but I mean, he's cute. All right, um, he's cute. I'm not getting enough out of you right <laughs> no, now. Me neither. <laughs> he's not. He didn't hit the spot. Okay, Blake Hortzman. Blake. Oh, she's into it. Okay. Yeah, he's cute. He's like, a good guy, too. Did you too. meet him tonight? I did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and then there's a whole new crop. I mean, I, I feel like if we're going to... Let's let's wait a couple weeks here. Let's maybe bring um, some contestants p- potentially going on Paradise back. Let's rank what potential guys are already that already exist in the Bachelor world that could be at Paradise. I mean, I'm going to put Dean and oh. Blake up there very, very high. Oh, we're high. actually going to call Dean right now. All right, let's call Dean right oh. now oh. and see if he'll... <laughs> He'll get on uh, Bachelor in Paradise, and I, if so, will he take Tasha on a date? Uh, it sounds like Dean is already on the line. Hey, Dean. Hi, you guys. Hey. Hey. So Tasha has, you know, bungee jumped. She's skydived at your skydiving place, the place, the Paris skydiving. That Paris. that she's familiar. She'll meet you down there, possibly, <laughs> if uh, you guys mutually right seem to be into each other. Are you talk- Are you trying to set me up with Tasha right now? She's on the line. Oh, hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know they move fast, don't they? Yeah. This De- is incredibly awkward. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, we have zero confirmation, first off, if Tasha will even be in paradise. But we're just saying there is the potential, right? I mean, her time on Colton season is now done. She's done it well. She pursued love to the best of everybody's abilities. She found somebody that she was hopeful for. And now. Obviously, just like we do in this franchise, we start looking ahead right away, moving on. And so we're saying, Tasha, if you end up in paradise, Dean, is there a chance you would be there? I mean, it's funny because I'm literally watching Tasha just got dumped uh, uh. as I'm watching this. And I'm the, at the reunion show, I was like, holy cow, she looks amazing. Oh, oh, thank oh. you. Oh, okay. Great. Dean, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, he thinks she looks amazing, so the attraction is there. Dean, is there a chance you'll be in paradise? I don't know, Ben. I think I have to sit down and have a conversation with you about that before I can really finalize any decision. The gr- oh, fa- father of the franchise. <laughs> well, I need I, to sit down and talk to Father Ben a little bit. I'm really nervous about Dean. Uh, I love Dean so much. Like I, I love this dude like my brother. And I'm really nervous for Dean for one reason. Tasha, you don't. And like I would set you up with, with him in a second. I would be so excited about that idea. But last week we had some another so a really great group of women in on the podcast as well. And they sat in live. And all of them like Dean. We oh, know how no. what happens <laughs> with Dean. With Dean, like I'm nervous that this boy, this man, oh gosh, will have <laughs> so many women going after him that I, I, we won't be able to protect him. Oh, like, Uh-oh. he's such a big-hearted man. He has so much love to give, and I can't watch another black box of Dean. Yeah, and honestly, those are all my girlfriends, and I don't know how I feel about going after another guy with all my girlfriends again. Oh, Tasha, you're on bachelor The Bachelor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> okay, sorry about the stress, but Dean, I do want to ask you if uh, if Peter has made any comments about Tasha. Has Peter commented on, not that I know of. Oh, I'll okay, because I, I saw like, a tweet or an Instagram. I thought you maybe knew more. I don't think he watches the show, so I would be surprised. I'm, I don't know. I think also I forget his name now. Uh, Dean, we love you dearly. Uh, let's talk soon. We sounds like we've got a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> Dean, I will. Ben, se- 
What? You texted me last week. You said you wanted to catch up this week, and I haven't heard from you since, man. You ghosted me. I got in today, Dean. Give it a break, man. Hey, <laughs> I love you dearly, dude. Uh, we'll talk to you very soon. And uh, anyways, if you're interested, there's a lot of women out there just saying, you know what, that Dean guy, he seems pretty cute. Uh, I think they could all probably do themselves a favor and stay as far away as possible. But I appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I love you so much. We love you so much. And um, we are going to move on with this interview with Tasha right now. Tasha, what was your favorite memory that didn't make air? Ooh, that didn't make air. Um, we actually, okay, so a little bit got shown. It was when we were getting chased by the bat in the mansion. Did oh, you guys see that? I, mm-hmm. I remember the bloopers. Bat, they're, they're that like, was so uh, great. Because they had the doors open all the time. Yeah, but there is like a bat problem. Oh, like, God. There is like multiple. Did you and, guys see the rat? What? In the mansion? No. Oh. Is there a rat? Yeah, it was well fed too. Ew! <laughs> I would have screamed. But no, there was bats and there was a ton of bees. And um, yeah, it was... I hate bats. Like I hate yeah. bats so much. Then I look at them on Instagram and I'm like, wait, they're actually kind of cute. cute. They look like little mice. Yeah, they're or like... When they're curled up they're like a, they're like squirrels with wings they're really not that bad yeah. but then there's something about them flying so like or sporadic they can't see <laughs> yeah they can't see there's like this just their lack of coordination that freaks me out i think well and bats have oftentimes have rabies so yeah there's that. we've got to stay away from that uh taisha yes uh i have two final questions for you please and uh and i'm gonna ask one send it over to ashley and then i'm gonna close you out here the last one is one for you just kind of riff off of this one is, and I, and I do want to, I don't want to just assume things, and so I want you to have to answer it. Is there a chance that you would go to paradise? Um, never say never, but... Why wouldn't you? Um, honestly, I've actually have never seen Bachelor in Paradise, okay. so I don't really know what to expect, but... And it's all I fresh. Know. I mean, tonight is like... Yeah, it's just a lot to think about. I get it. I just, you know, we'll throw it out there, because it's obviously, I mean, we're a podcast, and we're talking about The Bachelor, so <laughs> we have to ask. Do you guys think I should go? Yes. I do. Okay. I don't think... It is beautiful there. I think mm. it's... Do you guys... Yeah, Beck and Garrett, do you think that she should go? I mean, I would say if you're ready to find love or other friends, then yes. Okay. It's like a month-long vacation. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want that? I say think In about Mexico. it, but then <laughs> go have a hell of a time. I, okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big fan, and because I sit next to Ashley every week for two years now, or a year and a half, I don't know how long it's been. It's it feels like. been two years now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Paradise, and Ashley can speak to this from experience, but I've seen friends from my season of the show find their wives and now have kids, and I've seen Ashley, my co-host, find her future husband and a friend of mine from the show. I've seen real love come out of Paradise, and so for me, I'm like, why would you not give it a shot? I, honestly, like... It's such a fun vacation for a month that also has led to so many incredible stories of actual love, which if we're all really being authentic and honest here, yes. isn't that why we do the show? It's very true. I mean, I guess if my heart's in the right place at the time. Right now, I just yeah. kind of am a little overwhelmed. You got a few months. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually kind of excited to just be single and be me for a little bit. Good for you. So, yeah. Do you, girl. Live it up. Thank you. I will. Tasha, what does your dad say slash think about Colton today? Good question. <laughs> he just goes, this guy. That's what my dad says. And he just, he thinks he's awesome. But, um, I mean, he still firmly believes that you don't microwave relationships. And he says, I told you so. So, I mean, that's that. 
My dad, I loved that expression. <laughs> so good. My dad said his favorite hometown was yours. Really? Yeah, he thought he really thought your parents were sweet and genuine. They're pretty cool, aren't they? Yes. They seem to be cool. I mean, they are. And I get my spunk from my dad, and I'm as modest as my mom. So Very yeah. nice. Hey, uh, Tasha, I have one last final question that I, I, I need you to just riff on. Okay. Um, but before we do that, Ashley, can you tell our listeners out there about Article? Did you get your Article uh, furniture? What'd you order? Uh, I ordered a lamp. Um, here's the thing. M- my lamps are very old in my house. I don't spend a lot of money on my decorations. Did you go to like a thrift store to get it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, uh, I had to replace it. Just so it looks a little nicer inside. Okay, nice. Well, Article.com has a whole bunch of beautiful, well-made furniture. It's based on Scandinavian simplicity. It's beautifully designed modern furniture. Article is an online-only furniture company, and it eliminates the layers of traditional retail because Article is able to keep these prices low and the quality high because there are no showrooms and there are no salespeople. Just savings. Article is serious about shipping, too. No matter how many items, every order is shipped at a flat rate of $49. So you can literally spend thousands of dollars on furniture, but you're only going to end up spending $49 for shipping. It's pretty amazing. I got my new rug in this week. Why did I need to get a new rug? Well, my dog's... My dog is going through adolescence, and I didn't know that there was such thing as teenage dog years, but it is, and she's peeing everywhere. They say it's very common for like dogs around eight months. Anyway, so I got- And I ordered you, Ben, the most fabulous coffee table you've ever seen that looks so beautiful in my house. I don't even know- um, thank you. Well, the thing is, you're going to go to article.com slash almost famous. And I ordered the raddest coffee table of all time, also very reasonably priced. It was delivered- and set up like they came in oh, nice. delivered it built it set it up dropped off my fur rug that i also ordered for you thank you so much you won't be getting any of it and i love it in stock items can actually be expected to be delivered within two weeks or less there's also a 30-day return policy which is the best customer service in the biz Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash almost famous, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash almost famous to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Speaking of home decor, Jared and I, as you guys know, or at least Ben here knows, we are working with Crate and Barrel for our registry. Mm-hmm. And I, I just updated some items because, like I mentioned, the dogs are peeing on on things. I'm like, okay, I'm not gotta okay get with that. I gotta, don't like that. I know me neither. <laughs> I'm like, gotta get like a new. We gotta register for a new rug for that room. We gotta register for some new pillows for that room. We have a dog trainer coming this week, so. But I don't want like you know pee soaked items in my house, especially when Jared and I are married. Because when we're married, I want our place to be the cutest place to unwind and relax. Especially our bedroom uh, with daylight savings time. I have been sleeping in a bit. Like this morning, I didn't realize that I slept until eleven, and it kind of affected my work day. <laughs> I had a lot to cram in, but um, getting one less hour of sleep wasn't fun but getting to spend it in some really soft comforters and sheets and blankets from crate and barrel 
that was that was pretty fun. Mm. Um, sure I sheets with you and Jared is fun. Well, today Jared left me because we have we're thirty six hours apart right now. Oh. It's very sad. He's at a, a viewing party like in Palm Springs. Oh. I know. We're, I have very bad separation anxiety. Anyway, uh, let's go back to the bedding. It's super soft, premium cotton, and it makes me feel like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Jared too, and our our dog that likes to pee on the bed. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm very excited right now that when we wrap up this podcast, I'm going to go home, get back in those sheets, get in the bed, and then have to wake up at 6 a.m. for access. But whatever. At least I always have a place to look forward to get back into. And if you guys are engaged and you need to set up a registry, I highly suggest starting your Crate and Barrel registry. I'm talking to you, Garrett and Becca. <laughs> Let's get it going. Do it. So Time many to wine fire glasses it up. I want to buy. Oh, they had the best wine glasses. We got these really big, the really big ones. That's Olivia what Becca Pope likes is the big glasses. ones. Oh, yes. And then I wine make popcorn. Glasses. I feel like I am Olivia Pope with that glass. Mm. Guys, how would I buy these glasses? You would go to www.crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. Start your Crate and Barrel registry today at www.crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. Unbelievable. Tasha, yes. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Um, before you go, mm-hmm. looking back on your time now, yeah. uh, it is over. And, and just for anybody out there listening, it's fresh. We just watched it tonight. But it's been a few months. Um, you just saw Colton this evening. This wasn't easy on you, but you held yourself, like I said earlier, with grace and poise. How do you explain your experience on the show? Was it worth it? And do you regret anything? Um, I don't regret anything. I think I, like I said earlier, laid it all out there. And because of that, I think I grew tremendously. And I am now what I used to call with some of my friends on the show is Tasha 2.0. Um, I'm just doing everything in life bigger and better. And I'm in a really good headspace. I am really striving to do the most with my life that I've been given. Um, I feel like I've gotten a second chance and I'm just, I'm excited for everything. Um, as far as my journey, it was hard. There was a lot of emotions. Um, it was a roller coaster, but I'm so happy I went on the show without a doubt. You, you mentioned a prayer journal. Yes. Um, I'm going to assume that you're a woman of faith. We've talked about it tonight uh, in the dressing room before we went out on the live show mm-hmm. is uh, one of the common themes that we hear from people that go on the show and that come off the show is that they feel like they've lacked identity or purpose because you have this massive explosion of attention and love and support from fans and you have this relevance and celebrity that is unwarranted and also unexpected and it lasts a while. You know, we're doing this podcast for two years now and we love every second of it. But but Ash and I talk about it often as well as it's humbled we we've been humbled over the years at how new groups come through, new bachelors come through, new groups of women and men come through and, and slowly but surely you get pushed behind Mm -hmm. so for you as a woman of faith and a woman uh, that has is brand new and fresh to this what purpose and what identity do you want to be what do you want to display moving forward with the platform that you've been given um honestly that god is everything i would not have been able to overcome half the things i did if i didn't have my faith while i was on the show um i didn't have my parents i only had me myself and god so I prayed a lot and I think that that's where my light and my joy came from. And, um, 
yeah, so I hope that I have that platform to show others that you have it deep within yourself as long as you have faith and you stay grounded. That's basically it. Tasha. Yes. You're beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Good job. Don't we have to do sermons with Ben? A sermon series with (laughs) Ben Higgins. I will say, Ben, you kind of remind me of my Uncle Gary, who is a pastor. Oh, no. I love Uncle Gary. I love Uncle Gary, too. America loves Uncle Gary. Remember, like, Run DMC used to be in the tub and, like, do his own little, like... Yeah. Yeah. He would do it on his little Blackberry. Yeah, in the bath. Oh, really? The bubbles. And he used to have, like... Dear God, like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I do remember yeah. that. Yes, it was so yes, good. Yes, I do remember that. Maybe yeah. you should have like a little... That's going to be Ben with ben. like one of those trays that go across the bathtub with like a glass <laughs> of wine, bowl of popcorn from Crate and Barrel. You, time out, guys. Can you imagine if that was actually your career? Is I'm making a show by sitting in the suds in a bathtub, in a warm bath, drinking wine, eating and just... Talking sign, life. Sign me up. Honestly, you have it made. I have it made. I would not complain. Um, Tasha, thank you. Thank you. Garrett and Becca, you're one of our favorites. Oh. We, oh we were on the drive here, <laughs> and, I, and I said it to them, and, and Ashley and I have talked about it after we left last time. You guys are salt of the earth. Like, you are what I would dream for bachelor couples to be coming off this show. You have spread so much joy and love, and you've been on this podcast twice this season. We only have one more episode left of Colton season. And so this is kind of our conclusion. And I feel like it feels weird to wrap it because it doesn't feel that long ago. It doesn't feel long ago. And I got to say, I've enjoyed every single week. Oh my gosh. It's been awesome. I've been looking forward to getting every screener we get. I'm like, oh, yay. We have to find out what happens. (laughs) Truly like giddy over it. We got excited again about The Bachelor, Mm -hmm. but it it does, Ash. And we meet most people that come off the show, I think. And And it... always affects me differently. And maybe it's a little faith in humanity or faith in what, you know, our identities and purpose have been in for a while. When we meet people like Taisha and Garrett and Becca who sit on this podcast and, and I leave being like, Oh, there's a good community of people oh, out here yeah. who came off the show. Like so th- we're, we're going to be all right. Like the, this isn't all drama. This isn't all just fun and games. Like this is real and we're okay. Such good people. <laughs> we're so blessed to have us. this circle. That's so awesome. So, well, thank you guys. Um, one of the reasons we can put on this podcast is because of Sleep Number. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com backslash bin to find the one nearest to you, Blue Apron. Get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash almostfamous. Article.com. Get $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more to claim Visit article.com slash almost famous and. And you guys know my favorite, Crate and Barrel. Start your Crate and Barrel registry now at www.crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. And guys, don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow. So you Listen have up. us today and you have us tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so this is what you guys got to do now. Because you're, you're professionals at the podcasting world, your co hosts of the show, follow our lead. Okay? Just follow us. Ethan, how did you do this? Wait, I'm so sorry. We interrupt this sign-off because Ethan just created a photo of you in a bathtub on your BlackBerry. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I have... That was good. Yes. How did you do that so fast? It's very quick. I'm really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching Ethan type and he's a professional My one-finger typer. fantastic in that picture. <laughs> Anyways, okay, follow our lead. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. I've been Garrett. I've been Tasha. I've been Becca. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 